Hello, Colleen. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Um, great. We are in the midst of preparing for Christmas, preparing for traveling craziness. Are you taking the whole family somewhere? We are. We're going to Arizona. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're going to go to Sedona, which is a place I have always wanted to go. And when we drove across the country, moved here, we were going to go to Sedona, but there were fires. So we had to divert. So we went elsewhere. And I'm excited to finally check it out. Oh, nice. That'll be fun. We are, uh, we're staying local. My parents and Jennifer's parents are both here, so we don't have to drive anywhere. I like doing Christmas at home, especially with the kids. Yeah. Are they old enough? They're not old enough to get it yet. No, they're not old enough to be excited, um, but they're old enough to where it's more exciting for me and Jennifer. Like last year, they were real babies. Now they're (laughs) kind of toddlers and it's a little bit more exciting. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be great. It'll be nice not to travel too. Yeah, that part's going to be super nice. Um, so I figured, seeing as it's December 20th, end of the year, we could talk about this past year, kind of do like a year in review thing and talk about uh, what's on the horizon for us next year. How does that sound? It sounds great. Let's do it. Do you want to start? Okay. And it doesn't even have to be fully scoped to Hammerstone. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about that, but just kind of like an overview of, of your year um, and then we'll talk about next year. Yeah, I um, think that's a great idea. So let's see. 2022 for me was a very happening year. People say happening. Probably not. I don't think people say happening. happening. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) My kids say sus a lot, which is a new thing. Yeah. It's confusing to me. That doesn't apply here. But yes, that is a a (laughs) thing that kids say. So 2022, let's see. It was the first year for me. We were we spent the entire year here in San Diego, so that was really nice. We didn't have to move. A lot of my life tends to be preparing to move, moving, thinking about where you're moving to next. So from a personal perspective, it was really nice to be settled in one place. From a work perspective, I think it's been a really good year for me in terms of honing down on what I really want to do um, and finding focus. And so... For me specifically, I started 2022 with all the things, multiple podcasts, multiple businesses, contracting clients, and I am ending 22 with less things, which is going to enable me to focus on the things I have selected to focus on. So I think if I had to like sum up the year, it would be, you know, like a funnel, like all the things I'm not quite sure what I Mm want to do with this career and the steps I've taken, everything is possible. Everything is on the table to a narrowing of that funnel to this is what I really, really want to focus on in 2023. I like that. Yeah, I think uh, the big news is that I just heard, you know, a few days ago is that software social is going on hiatus. So that's the focus in action right there. Um, Mm -hmm. How does that feel? You know, it's a mixed bag. It's, it's um, been a wonderful run. And that podcast, when I started that podcast, I didn't even have a business. I had zero businesses. Mm -hmm. I just had a dream Mm -hmm. of a business. So I do feel like I have completed the story arc there a little bit, which feels really good. The building in public aspect of that podcast really helped me get Simplify Upload off the ground. And that has had a domino effect into all these other things. It's very, you know, it's very much what like Rob Walling talks about on Startups for the Rest of Us. Like for your first business sell in a marketplace because it helps you figure that <laughs> part out. And and that's, but that's a certain size business. And then as you grow to a new size business, you can, you know, you can take the next kind of stair step or approach. Some people don't do that, but that 
that worked really well for me. And the podcast was a tremendous driving force to keep me motivated and on task and launch that business while I was working a full-time job. Yeah, I feel like that story arc is pretty good. Like y'all started the show and you had nothing and then you and Michelle worked kind of through the whole simple file upload thing and now you're selling it. And it's like, wow, that's Yeah, feels that's great. Pretty, that's pretty good scripting, honestly. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> like, way to go. <laughs> and that's what's so I think kind of cool about it, because it does feel like, you know, like I've completed that loop almost. Uh, yeah. And it's been just so wonderful to to be able to get on the the podcast with my, you know, with my friend every week, you know, Michelle and I are very good friends. So it's really been wonderful. And there are so many aspects of it I'm going to miss. But we were really just finding with the time change and life and everything we're trying to do now, both of us and our priorities for 2023, that we needed to change the pace a little bit. So it's probably not yeah. going away. She's still probably going to do some interviews. But um, we're gonna we're gonna kind of change the pace of that that show. Nice. Yeah. Well, I have enjoyed it and I think the story arc is complete. So way to go on coming up with the business, launching it and then selling it all (laughs) (laughs) all on the podcast in like a year and a half or two. That's kind of kind of amazing. Um, Okay. What else? Anything else from the past year that stands out to you? I mean, for us, you and I, I think Tiny Seed, and we can talk more about that later, yeah. what we want to do with that. But that's certainly an inflection point for this year. Rail SaaS was an inflection point. I think Andrew's really yeah. changing the game with this conference and the way, you know, that was the first conference I was allowed to speak about something I was trying to sell. And mm-hmm. that kind of just opened my eyes to the possibilities. Um, so I think that was kind of an inflection point this year. So yeah, quite quite a few big inflection points yeah. that I think are going to help me focus for 2023. Was RailsConf this year our faded live <laughs> yes. workshop? Was that was May. this year, right? Yeah, that yeah. was this year. Yeah. Yes. I feel like that was kind of a big deal. Um, not because it went so well, but because it went so poorly and you and I got to spend a lot of time together. I feel like that was a big conference for for us personally. I think I think so too. I think so too. And again, we can get more into it later, but I think we maybe realized we're friends this year, which mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure if we were going to be friends. <laughs> no offense. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad it worked out for me. <laughs> I mean, you do call me your mean older sister, so thanks. I don't know if I've said mean, have I? I've definitely <laughs> said I've definitely said sister, but I don't know if I've said mean. Um no, I think that, that that's not, to your point, I think the RailsConf is, is, was a great trip and we got to spend a lot of time together. We realized, I think, that trip too, that we work, we knew that we worked well together, but like we crushed that landing page. Remember how painful that was? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The landing page that people currently hate, we did a great job on. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be 50-50. Yeah. Some people love it. Some people hate some it. Some people do actually love it. But we should. Yeah, it. I remember sitting sitting in the hotel lobby, passing the laptop back and forth, being like, all right, I can't do it. You do it now. Yeah, I, I can't it was like, so like it, was, it was brutal. It was but brutal. we did it. I think we also honed our um, in-person comedy routine at oh, that, yeah. at that conference. Pretty, yeah, we've gotten way better at that. Yeah. Feel like that was a good thing. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's save the tiny seed stuff for yeah. just a second here. Um. This year for me, I think the past two years have been the craziest two years of my life. Um. Easily. Yeah. So the year before the kids came, the twins, and that's a whole thing. But this past year, so 2022, is just like 
the craziest professional year of my life. I didn't speak at a conference until this year. Like That's hard the, to believe. I know. The Laracon online where I did Sidecar was in February. That was my first conference talk ever. Yeah, that's and hard then, to believe. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I just actually looked it up uh, a few minutes ago to make sure that that's right because I can't like, I can't really wrap my head around that. But yeah, so I probably spoke at four, five, six conferences. Um, I got two different jobs. Remember, <laughs> I worked at Tuple for a second. I remember. Um, so it's just kind of, it's kind of been a lot. Um, so I did Laracon online and I think we went to RailsConf. I did Laracon. No, I did um, Full Stack EU, GitHub Universe. Uh, Longhorn PHP. Um, I feel like there's one that I'm missing. Oh, then Laracon online again in, uh, in the fall. And that has just been, it's been a blast. It's been a lot, a lot of work. The conferences are a ton of work and we've talked about this before. Um, so I think this past year, I also kind of like did all of the things and was really trying to, um, I don't know, like bootstrap myself into consciousness in, in the community, like become a member of the Laravel community. And now I feel like I've done that. And so I'm also similarly trying to narrow focus um, in 2023 because I just can't, I can't have another 2022. I just, yeah. I can't do it. I don't too have much. enough energy. Too much. Um, and the whole... Um, the whole job thing switching around was a big, that was a lot of mental energy for me. Yeah. Like I went to Tuple and I was super excited. And then I got there and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I don't think this is the right job. And so that was extremely draining to be like, what the heck am I supposed to do here? Um, but now at planet scale, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And I feel like I'm good at it and it's not draining at all. So that gives me so much more energy to do other outside stuff. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good headed into 2023. I was, I was pretty exhausted for a long time. Tupel was this year. That all happened this can you, year. Can you believe that? No, yeah. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I went to Tupel, accidentally borrowed $200,000 for them. That, <laughs> that wasn't an accident. Ben told me to do that. Um, <laughs> all this year, like sent some people on vacation, did a bunch of all stuff. All this year. All this year. And then it was like, I'm not a marketer. Like, I don't want to do that. And then started at Planet Scale. I started at Planet Scale like three months ago. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yes. That, yeah. It's, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a whole lot. Especially because I was at my old company for like four or five years before that. So it's not like I'm in the habit of just hopping around. So it's kind of a big, kind of a big shakeup. This yeah. year, not to mention like the twins are starting to do more stuff and need more like parenting and yeah, just a big year. Do you want to talk about Tiny Seed and what that means for us and kind of the effect that's had? Sure. Yeah, that seems like a, a good topic to cover. We could also hit um like partnership 
like ironing some of that stuff out. I was thinking about about that while you were, you were talking about your big personal year. And meanwhile, you had me in your ear sending you (laughs) 50 page questionnaires. Yeah. You love trying to decide, apparently trying to decide if we were going to become friends or not, but because it ended up well. Okay. So tell me, talk, talk tiny seed partnership. I kind of think this is relevant because I know a lot of founders are single founders, but for people that are co-founders, one of the things this tiny seed money has forced us to do is really reevaluate and write down the structure of our partnership relationship. And it's way more complicated than I thought it would be. That surprised me. And if you look on the internet, everyone and their brother has an opinion. You should never be 50-50. You should always be 50-50. You should do this. You should do that. So I found one of the interesting things this year to me was how much work is involved in defining, building and defining a partnership, especially when you're so early stage and it feels like, eh, like we we don't, we don't really know. I mean, now we know we're going to be successful, but you know, six months ago, it was still kind of like, do we really need to write this down? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? 50% of zero is zero. Who cares? Yeah. Um, So going through that process, I think has been very interesting and illustrative and it really, has made us, I mean, I wasn't kidding. I was a little bit kidding because you didn't read it, but I did send you 50 questions. You should ask your startup founder. <laughs> so Did I not read it? I feel like I read it. Maybe I didn't answer it, but I feel like I read it. It's fine. I would have put, if I didn't really care, I just wanted to I'll go you back know, and read it. You don't have to read it. It's too late. We already signed everything. It's good. Okay. But I do think like there was a fair amount, I think on both of our parts, like thought and research about how to structure a partnership agreement. Honest to goodness, I didn't even know what vesting really meant until yeah. three months ago. I was like, why, why would I ever vest into anything? That seems silly. And so, I don't know. I think, I don't know that I have a ton to say about it, except that that was an interesting discussion. It was more effort than I thought it would be. Yeah, I think so. And I think you and I have gotten really good at communicating. I think in Austin, when we were hanging out, we went to grab Diet Cokes because of our shared love of Diet, Diet Coke. Coke. <laughs> and you hit me with this. So I've been thinking and I was like, oh, oh, no, what's about to happen? And I think through like figuring out all of this partnership stuff so that we can like put it on paper and sign it, you and I have gotten better about communicating like more, I guess, early and often instead of just thinking about it and stewing on something on either side, stewing on something on our own and then being like, okay, so I've been thinking for two weeks about this. It's like, right. well, we could, we could have talked about it earlier if two you wanted. Two weeks ago before you've already decided what I'm going to say about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one for sure. So I, I feel like that's been amazing. I agree. I think the communication between us has been excellent and I think that, you know, it's funny starting a business because they say it brings out some of your worst qualities. And I have, in terms of communicating with you, I have done things that I didn't think I was the type of person I would do. That sounds really like bad. But what I mean is, if I am frustrated with you, my goal is to tell you first, not tell XYZ mastermind. <laughs> like, right. right. So, I mean, it's just basic stuff. But you know, if you look at like the YC stats, over 50% of companies fail because of co-founder conflict. It is a real yeah. thing. So oh, yeah. for us to be really, really um, aware of that and on top of that 
and lead with good communication, I think is critical. Yeah, I think so. I think that's one of the the funniest um, anecdotes is I at one point told you, you, you can't have a conversation with me if I'm not actually present, because you were doing this thing where you would come to me and be like, I know that you're thinking. And I was like, I'm actually not thinking that (laughs) at all. (laughs) Like, oh, okay, well, that makes things easier. Yes. Yes. So taking this money, we've decided um, kind of on structure that's kind of been there all along, basically break you free as early as possible, which is what this money allows and I'm going to stay employed, which we it was always the plan, and do as much as I can on, on nights and weekends. So, 2023, what is that looking like um, for you? So, I'm ready to take some big risks, which I have told you about privately. I'm not quite ready to talk about them publicly yet um, with regard to the business. And so, we got to decide kind of if we want to take those risks and if we do what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I think... What I have learned is we need a period of time to focus on product. And, you know, I've talked to a few people about this. And um, at Bootstrap Web, I was listening to the most recent episode. And Brian Castle is doing this with Zip Message where he's like, I just have to take some time to focus on product. And the money enables us to do that. But focusing on product is scary because you have to be really patient. And so I think... The challenge first, and this is really only first quarter 2023, but the challenge first quarter, if I had to map out 2023, first quarter would be really focusing on product and really leaning into this new plan of selling to product managers and mm-hmm. and start getting a list of these people and talking to as many of these people as we can. So I like that. Yeah, I think that's like first quarter, but I, I do think there has to be a big focus on product right now. From what I have learned The truth is none of the Rails customers besides our enterprise client are using this in production for various Mm. reasons. And Mm. if we are going to compete on product, we need to have an excellent product and we're just not there yet. So I think product, I think focus on this mindset shift of selling a higher priced product to product managers. And I want to also get us organized. Like I want to get... like a proper CRM and mm-hmm. uh, whatever the one there, there was one that was recommended to me for sales leads. And then I think we lean into high touch, high priced sales and we'll see when that happens. Like, but once we have the product and the documentation where at, at a good point, like I think the next move is to start getting on, getting on calls, doing like cold outreach. I, people have success with cold outreach. I'm really curious to try this. Yeah. And this would be like second, third quarter that I'm thinking this, but cold outreach and see how many deals we can close. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the focus on the product owner versus the engineer. Cause the engineers have loved everything we've been doing, but have just been like, Oh, it's too expensive. I'll do it myself. Right. It's so fun. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. And I think for me, the big push, you know, by the end of this year, so in 11 days, we should be ready to sell, like to push on Nova. And so that's going to be my first, my first quarter of 2023 is, can I sell through the Nova channel here, drop the price by a bunch yeah. um, and sell through the Nova channel. And that fits, we're, we're kind of, it's almost like we're running two independent businesses together because my time is much more limited. Like I can't, I can't be on sales calls all day long. 
And so this plays nicely with my constraints because the price is going to be a lot lower. The onboarding is going to be a lot easier. And that fits nicely with just do cold outreach via email or Twitter or whatever um, and just give them the buy button and they don't have to do anything. So I'll I'll be curious to see how that goes. I am optimistic about it. I think... I think once we get the Nova price dropped and the Nova 4 integration finished, I'm optimistic about it. And there's a small part of me, we've talked about this, a small part of me that thinks we could build out more Nova paid add-ons. And I I don't think that's crazy. It's a it's a low price, high volume play, but I don't think that's crazy. Well, um, one of see. the other founders I was talking to was talking about how sometimes the ideal situation is low touch and high touch, right? So the low touch, you make money from it, but it's also, I mean, it's also marketing for the high touch stuff. True. So I agree with you. I don't think it's crazy. I think Nova seems to me like an untapped opportunity. I kind of agree. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand why there's not more paid scaffolding around it. Like there are a few open source plugins. Maybe there are a lot of open source plugins, but I just don't know why there's not more because people that are using Nova are basically using it for primarily backend stuff for their business. Not usually not for like fun, quirky MVPs they're doing on the weekend. It's like, no, we have a business. We need an admin panel. Let's freaking do it right now. Yeah. Which seems like, yeah, pay me. I'll no help. Brainer. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think that's a great plan. I think it will be interesting and something we'll have to reevaluate as we go because we are still kind of, I don't want to say we're all over the place, but we have a lot of theories on what will work mm-hmm. and we'll just have to see see what it does. But I agree with you. I think I think there's tons of opportunity there for Nova. And you know, we have a technical product. And fortunately, you are a what are they calling? DevRel person? DevRel? Like that's yeah, what sure. that's what you do. So I think that in terms of like technical content, which we don't really have any. I mean, we haven't really done any technical content, you know, we don't have I any know. blogs. Like we don't have anything. I think there's tremendous I, I think we're just at the precipice of tremendous opportunity and I agree the money enables us to do it right is what I think and so taking two to three months hopefully that's it to on the rail side to shore up the product and I've, I've showed you some of these new mock-ups and some of these big 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 changes we're gonna make is the right move because you got to think you got to think long term that's that's something i think i've really realized talking to more founders and and listening to people on podcasts who have successful businesses is you have to think you have to think long term and i think it's informed by the customer feedback we've gotten yeah already right if all the customers that we had were like this is perfect yes i think we would both feel a little bit silly taking two or three months to shore up the product but nobody is saying it's perfect right and i think because i know everyone who listens to this i know i know what they're going to tell me they're going to tell me that product is not the right thing to work on that i need to sell it and i have i have sold it yep i have sold that was that was my preempting of (laughs) the well actually preempting you i I wanted yes i've just well actually ourselves so please don't well actually us um you know and i i think that that's that's the game. And we have gotten enough customers who have still purchased it with the flaws, but are like, mm-hmm. eh, this isn't quite what I need, that we have the information to build them what they need. And we can do that. We're so far along, we can do that on a relatively quick turnaround time. And um, 
Yeah. So, so that's kind of what I see. I mean, for me and for us, I think it's 2023 is, is really about focusing in on this business and turning this into a product business. I think so. And we're still um, weirdly getting cold, no contact. That makes sales me so too. happy. <laughs> I see I that know. email. I'm like, yes. <laughs> we're, we're like, I'll DM you and be like, do you know this guy? No. Do you know this <laughs> do guy? Do you know this All guy? Right, I guess we'll re- reach out and figure if they're Rails or Laravel. And this most recent one was Laravel. And he was like, yeah, I just heard about it on Twitter and bought it. And it's great. Do you have docs on this part? Like, yeah, that was cool, awesome. man. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was super um, awesome. So I feel super optimistic. I think 2023 is the uh, make or break, but hopefully make year um, right. and the year of ruthless uh, focus and execution. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be our year. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this is it. It's, um, it's going to be exciting. Okay. That feels like a good place to leave it. Do you have anything else? Nope. Okay. We'll see y'all in 2023. Bye.